Welcome to Ethical Quandaries. I'm Jessica Veldstra. And I'm Denise Thompson. And I know we've been MIA for two weeks. Again. Again. <laughs> it's been a crazy fall, people. <laughs> I was down visiting my parents, and then we had house guests for a week. Again. Or no, not a week. Just like, it was supposed to be a week, but it was only a couple days. It was very sad. It was sad. We missed them. But yeah, it's been it's been crazy. So anyway, anyway, right in time for all of our favorite holiday, we're gonna talk about the ethics of Halloween. <laughs> Is Halloween your favorite holiday? Eh, I don't know. It's not probably my favorite holiday. I don't know what my favorite. Well, probably. Eh. I don't know what my favorite holiday is. I like it. I enjoy dressing up though. It's, it, I, it's it's it calls to the drama nerd in me. Mm. <laughs> yes, I can see that. <laughs> You're not looking at her people, but she's in full costume. Right now. <laughs> Just for this podcast. <laughs> she's a cape. Where's the video? <laughs> <laughs> we have been asked a few times where the video is so people can watch us. There is no video. Thank goodness. Or else we couldn't do this in our pajamas. <laughs> Um, so, Halloween's interesting. How so, Jessica? <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting because, like, we were, as kids, always told we couldn't celebrate it. And it was... Okay, so and, you're getting into your history of it. Yes, and, because I was going to ask you what your history was, but I always do that. So I was going to start with my history. <laughs> Sounds great. Tell um, me all about your Halloween experience oh, as a child. As a child. Okay, so it's what's interesting about Halloween is I think, I mean, we both have older brothers and sisters, Generation X, as it were. Yeah. We are, we are mm-hmm. on the cusp of millennials and... and we're that and, lost generation. <laughs> lost. Lost children. Some um, people think we're millennials and some people think we're Generation X and then some people call us, what, the Generation why no and then then they changed that and that completely went away yeah. and now they call us generation organ trail <laughs> <laughs> that's what we should <laughs> hence now be known generation organ trail we know how to program we've lived on landlines but yet we know how to use an iphone as well so no you don't <laughs> no but i know how to use an android well i actually now know how to use it iPhone because I was thinking of work got me an iPhone. Uh, anyway, maybe we should do a podcast on iPhones versus Androids, Androids and the ethics and the ethical ethics. Di- dilemmas. Um, I'll be on the iPhone side. <laughs> and I'll be on the Android. <laughs> <laughs> yes, our siblings, some of them likely trick or treated and celebrated Halloween. Did yours? I can't remember. I'll have to ask them. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great podcast. <laughs> Did yours? Yes, <laughs> they did. They uh, and my mother did also. So I mm-hmm. I don't know about my dad, but I do know my mom has told me stories about trick or treating. Mm-hmm. And I know that when my parents moved to Alaska, even up to a few years before I was born, my siblings trick or treated. Mm-hmm. And that's a very common history 
basically in the 20s to the middle to late 70s, trick-or-treating, celebrating Halloween was just seen as an American holiday and not seen as anything anti-Christian whatsoever. Yes, I know that they (laughs) trick-or-treated because my mother would tell a story about how she put the kids all in the uh, plastic like rubber masks <laughs> and they were just like little in their snowsuits and it was Fairbanks in the 70s and she put them in masks that she would put them in in Pennsylvania and oh. their little faces froze, froze. to the masks <laughs> with their breath <laughs> so I do know that they did go out yeah. and I've seen mm-hmm. pictures of their little and they and they were wearing let me add just for future mm. reference, little goblin masks no. and such. <laughs> so. so very, very anti-Christian, you know, as, as we now know <laughs> it. I think around the time of the moral majority, which ruined life for us all. Really put a, really put a kink in my style. <laughs> Halloween somehow became seen as anti-Christian. So we were all told we could not trick-or-treat. Although at some point, I think around the age of four, I rebelled and went uh, trick-or-treating with my older teenage cousin, who I think was not supposed to take me out, but he did. He was a cool cousin. (laughs) My first memory of dressing up, and I put that in air quotes, (laughs) was kindergarten. And I showed up and I didn't have a costume on and I was wearing my little Oscar. Oshkosh bagoshes, and my teacher put a straw hat on me and told me that I could be a farmer. <laughs> so I don't know if my parents knew that my wonderful Episcopalian mm. kindergarten teacher <laughs> let me dress up for Halloween so that I didn't quite feel so mm-hmm. out of the loop. Right. Because I was, as far as I can remember, I feel like I was the only kid who wasn't dressed up. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I was. It just felt, felt like so... It. It just felt so much like it. The reason I don't think I was because the boy that I went to his house every day for his mother to watch me mm-hmm. was also in my kindergarten class. And I know that his parents went to the same church as my parents. So I would be surprised if they let him dress up. But I can't remember. It was, you know, you're five. It's all about you. Right. Did you pass out candy to neighborhood kids? <laughs> no, <laughs> we did not. This was much to the annoyance of my best friend growing up because she would go out trick-or-treating and work her little tail end off. (laughs) And I would end up with more candy than her. So my parents would always buy candy with the possibility that someone would Mm -hmm. ring the doorbell, but they made it very uninviting. We had a very long driveway, like a lane, Mm -hmm. and they would turn all the lights off. So it's this long, dark driveway with a house with absolutely no lights on. And they would bribe us to go downstairs, which the living room faced the back woods. So there was no lights whatsoever that these people could see. Mm -hmm. So no one ever came Uh trick-or-treating. And the bribe was that if we didn't make a lot of noise and people didn't come to the door, we could keep all the candy they bought (laughs) to hand out. But yeah, it was... No Halloween parties for me. Yeah, yeah. for me, we pop popcorn, I remember, every Halloween, just in case. That was back in the day when you could hand out popcorn. <laughs> but just in case, but we basically stayed home. Except for, for harvest parties. Did you ever go to any harvest parties? 
I don't remember harvest parties being a big thing until I was about uh, 10 or 11. Mm -hmm. So that would have been late 80s. Right. Mm -hmm. Like 89, Mm -hmm. 90 probably was my first harvest party. Yeah, 89, 90, 91, somewhere in there. And I remember who I was. Mm -hmm. I think I was Ruth. Nice. You have to dress up like a biblical character. Biblical character. At least I feel as if this might have changed nowadays. Yeah. I think now it's like no no, scary. scary. Yeah. I have a pretty vivid memory that I've asked my mother about. She does not recall this of me dressing up as Mary and my three-year-old brother being asked what he wanted to be. And he decided he wanted to be Mary's little lamb. So (laughs) he dressed up as the lamb. Oh, he was very cute. <laughs> but my mom has no memory of this, so I don't know if I'm just making it up, but I'm pretty sure I remember the costume laying around for a while. That he was a little lamb? But yeah. It was Mary's... a homemade, it was a homemade lamb. So was it Mary, was it based on the nursery rhyme? Was he I actually... Was, I was supposed to be Mary from the Bible, and he was just a lamb. <laughs> so he was rebelling at that point and not going at all with the biblical theme. I, he was going with the nursery rhyme. I think he was three and didn't. Yeah, <laughs> like you must be married. I must be your lamb. No, can you imagine just the cuteness of that? Anyway, so how did you dress up as Mary? What did you wear? Oh, like, what was your costume? Sh- and when you showed up, did people know who you were automatically? Probably not, because I'm sure there's a hundred other kids with uh, bathrobes and towels on their head. I think mine were blue to signal Mary, but you know, virginal status. <laughs> yes. As or a, were you Mary Magdalene? As a five-year-old. <laughs> I'm going as Mary Magdalene. <laughs> Let's get the fishnets out. <laughs> no. So my thing was, I remember the first harvest party that I went to. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember a few things about it. I remember I had just cut off all my long hair. Mm. And I put it in ringlets. So my hair was like a long like, bob in ringlets. Like my temple? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was wearing, because that's how biblical women wore their hair, was in ringlets. <laughs> and I was wearing, like, a curtain from the house that had ruffles on it, like a Boy, white. You're, you're you're pulling from all the, the, the classics. Like Scarlet of hair. <laughs> a white curtain. And I was Ruth. And I remember thinking, okay, like, I just picked a name. <laughs> Because how are you supposed to dress up? Anybody specific, yeah. And then everyone had to sit and guess who everyone else was. And it was the most painful experience. The last thing I remember is an older boy who was probably 15, 16, (laughs) put like that grab where people grab your neck and pinch really hard Mm -hmm. and it hurts you really bad. He did that with me. What? Why? That was my harvest party. You were a child. He was mean. Yeah. I don't know. It was like a small church, and I think I probably did something to annoy him. Oh, no, I remember. <laughs> he had a hat, like a fedora, mm-hmm. and I said, oh, this is a really cool hat, and I picked it up, and he did it. Mm-hmm. It was like uh, a Michael Jackson hat. Kids. <laughs> Those are my memories, my ringlets, the voting of who I was, the curtain, and the Vulcan death grip on my neck. <laughs> It was a fun time. <laughs> a fun time had by all. Yeah, we continued to have harvest parties. I like threw some for the school. Later on, they weren't just biblical. They were just anything that wasn't scary. Like, I ended up, I think, dressing as a farmer a lot because it was an easy costume. Yeah, so world history of Halloween. 
people, like, if you look up online, you know, should Christians celebrate Halloween, you'll get a plethora of opinions on this. People argue if it's actually a Christian celebration to begin with, if it's just harmless, or because if it's the devil. Because you can't celebrate anything that's not Christian no, to begin with. No, of course not. Of course not. So, technically, there's a lot of argument that it's a Christian celebration, but technically it was pagan to begin with, with Samhain, which is a Celtic holiday, which was, I think there's a three-day... There's a three-day window of time where you can go through stones and travel through time. Yeah, and meet Jamie. (laughs) So, there's there's that. (laughs) If anyone doesn't have stars, maybe you should watch Outlander, or... Better yet, read, read the books. books. But if you want to meet your dream man or go see a ghost, Samhain is the time to do it. Yeah. So that's where it started from. And then the Catholic Church, of course, came through. And what they like to do was they took over existing holidays and made them Christian so that people like could you know continue to practice what they were used to. And celebrate when they were used to celebrating, but it would be a Christian holiday. And so it became um, All All Hallows Eve, and it was a time to celebrate saints. And that became Halloween, because you think if you say it in a Scottish accent, All Hallows Eve, it makes sense. <laughs> and so people say, yeah, it is a Christian holiday, and then now it's just more of a commercial holiday. People, you know, make money on candy and dressing up. So, yeah, the, the argument that it's both pagan and Christian, both are valid. It's both. So what do you think about the way it was handled when we were children? What do you think about the, like, I couldn't go to Halloween parties. I couldn't mm-hmm. go trick-or-treating. I couldn't participate in school functions that had anything to do with Halloween. Mm-hmm. It was me and the Jehovah's Witness kids <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> and, which I loved my Jehovah's Witness <laughs> friends. But it was just us, you know, like mm-hmm. in the hall while everything else was happening and kids were having parties and right. my parents were like not into me participating. Mm-hmm. And then it opened up into let's have harvest parties mm-hmm. instead because I think kids were probably going home and sobbing with their parents mm-hmm. at some point that they weren't. They're left out. But a harvest party is still not a Halloween party by any means. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was just a glorified Christmas pageant <laughs> downstairs where everyone shows up in their Christmas pageant outfits and everyone's guessing at who they are and they I mean for heaven's sakes the only one in bathrooms <laughs> the only one that I remember everyone was like Samson <laughs> some kid would like get a long haired wig and show up and everyone knew who he was. but then of course there was still the option that he could have been just someone else <laughs> But it was always, you know, like he had the long wig and was, car- you know, and someone was following him with scissors or something. I mean, like that's the most fun one. Oh, that's funny. Well, here's here's the thing. I believe, you know, people have religious freedom, and you know, there's a lot of people that don't celebrate the same things that we do, and so I feel like, you know, there's a certain extent that I don't know in schools, public schools, that people should be really super celebrating things because you're always going to have. Your Jehovah Witnesses that don't celebrate any holidays. You're going to have, you know, people who are Jewish who don't celebrate Christian holidays. You're going to have Christians who don't celebrate Jewish holidays. You're going to have, you know, Muslims who don't celebrate Christian or Jewish holidays. You know, and so it's it kind of is exclusionary in school, public school. At the same time, <laughs> I feel like 
I was deprived of putting on fabulous makeup and costumes, <laughs> and I've decided, you know, as an adult to rectify this. So when was the first time you dressed up? Do you remember the first time you ever dressed up for Halloween? You know, actually, I think it, mm, the first time I remember really dressing up was Halloween. I think it was at your Halloween party. I'm sure I must have done it before then, but I can't remember a time. I don't remember doing it at college at all. I think we just didn't have money, but I'm, we might have. No, I did. I dressed up as a hippie, like really easy costumes, like the kind of costumes that you can just put together with stuff in your um, closet, from, closet the from the 90s. Yeah, exactly. I did that kind of thing, but like the real elaborate thing would be like one of your first Halloween parties, I think, when I dress up as a fairy, full on makeup and stuff. So the first time I dressed up and the last time and only time I dressed up living in my parents' house was when I was 13. They let me go to a Halloween party at 13, uh, but it was a sleepover next door mm -hmm. to my house. I could stay for two hours. <laughs> so I didn't really have a costume. I dressed up as a hunter, an old man, like a man hunter. Mm -hmm. My dad, I let me wear his clothes. And that was such a, I remember walking to her house. I remember getting in costume. I remember everything about the costume. And I just remember loving it. And I got, and in Alaskan fashion, I brought a gun. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Authentic. Yeah. And I'll have to go it back. It was unloaded. But I have to go back and say I did dress up at a Halloween in college because I helped throw the Mac boys dormitory they did a haunted house every year and I was like a bride mm. and, like I was all bloodied up and I did a lot of the makeup for the guys so I was like helping with that so I like didn't really think about that as going like dressing up for a party but I you know did dress up and so the scary. college you went to was a Christian mm -hmm. college but didn't frown on Halloween. no we were Presbyterian they have a lot of freedom <laughs> they can drink beer and stuff. So. <laughs> yeah, they were Presbyterian and they did a, a haunted house every year. I believe it was a fundraiser. And it was a pretty intense one. It was it was a good one. But yeah, I did make up for a lot of the guys on that one. And then I was one of the first people in there saying, turn back. You don't want to be in here. Turn back. It was great. I got to scare a lot of people. <laughs> so I did one year as a child. Never trick-or-treated once in my entire life. Mm. I have since brought kids trick-or-treating. Mm -hmm. Like, I went with your nieces mm -hmm. and nephews. And that was the only trick-or-treating experience I think I've ever had as was an adult. And I think I was 28. And then that I probably, I think, the same, like, the big dress-up where I went out and picked my costume, mm -hmm. planned ahead of time, mm -hmm. um, was... The one that... I was 27, mm -hmm. 26, 27. So I feel like I started Halloween in my mid-20s. Yeah. Yeah. Same. And now, how many boxes under the house do you have? <laughs> I think like four. Four, <laughs> four big boxes under the house of Halloween, Halloween costumes, costumes that we can yeah. reuse and recycle and, and that kind of and thing. And change up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> I do add to it. So I'm, I feel as if my childhood mm -hmm. was really restrictive and mm -hmm. in that way. And I really am... A little bit upset about it <laughs> and I don't really think that it was a good lesson for me to mm. learn because it just made you feel different and and like you were missing out and people are gonna say like you shouldn't be scared of being different and embrace it and it's not the worst thing in the world but I was a little kid mm -hmm. and I felt different enough just being myself mm -hmm. and I feel like kids feel 
different no matter what. And if there's something small <laughs> and insignificant and even fun for your kid to participate in, mm-hmm. that might make them feel less awkward as a child and as a teen. Why not? Mm-hmm. Like, like if you have the money to buy your kids new shoes, why wouldn't you buy them new shoes? Most parents would buy them new shoes to, you know, so they didn't feel quite so off and look so raggedy. And this is, I'm talking about people who can provide mm-hmm. this for their family. They would do that for mm-hmm. their child because it feels different. Right. And different is really great to accomplish at a point in your life when you, when you are enjoying the fact that you're different and you're a lot more confident. And I feel like actually that was one of the first times I felt not confident Mm -hmm. and not as equal as everyone else was that kindergarten year where I, I wasn't dressed up and all the other kids were, I felt really inadequate and like you're you stood like out. Like I stood yeah. out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I had always felt really confident mm-hmm. and and probably actually a little bit more superior. So I think not letting your kids do it just because, you know, Christian culture says you shouldn't is really missing an opportunity to allow your children to express creativity, to play, to express dreams. Because a lot of times you'll dress up as something you want to be when you grow up playing with makeup, playing with costume. I mean, what else do you get to do that? And then also not passing out candy. I mean, you don't, that means that you're the weird neighbor that doesn't pass out candy to kids. I mean, come on, be the neighbor who passes out generous amounts of candy and you'll be like known better. Your name will be known better than the kid person that just like closes their door and like doesn't participate. (laughs) So the first year I went trick-or-treating with children, Mm -hmm. brought them trick-or-treating as an adult group bringing children, I remember seeing a sign on someone's lawn that said, we don't celebrate Halloween, Mm -hmm. please respect us, and like, don't knock on our door. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was horrible. (laughs) And it's funny because we we let our kids trick-or-treat. But we told them, if the light's off and there's no Halloween decorations out, don't knock on that door. Because they're obviously not inviting. Which I feel like it's fine. Or they're they're just not home. You know, but basically look for Halloween decorations and for the front porch light to be on. And that's who you go to. Just because they're going to be the ones who are prepared. They're going to be the ones (laughs) who are inviting. They're going to be the ones who are home. So don't waste your time. But yeah, the sign thing is a little bit over the top so now Mm -hmm. people have uh churches host Mm -hmm. parties Mm -hmm. and they're more i would say definitely halloween parties Mm -hmm. maybe not using the word halloween in the title but they're not the harvest Harvest. party of old where everyone dressed as a biblical character this is open to the community Mm -hmm. and this has games and Mm-hmm. There are ones locally that have food trucks, mm-hmm. and there are things like trunk or treat, which is right. new. We don't do trunk or treat. Right. We didn't do trunk and or treat. Trunk or treat little. is sometimes secular too. It can be just like oh yeah, put out by the whatever. But there is all this change, in, mm-hmm. and even in the evangelical culture mm-hmm. from when we were children. So I think it's fine if community members, churches, you know, other members want to do a safe area for kids to play games and dress up and, you know, hand out candy, trunk or treat. 
is often done by multiple community businesses or agencies. And it's like one place. And it's great to bring your small child to so you're not like trekking miles through your neighborhoods. With your one-year-old. Yeah. And it's also... Which, come on, that's all candy for you anyways. <laughs> and it's, it's safe and it's fine. I have no problem with that. They get dressed up. And, and the you know, the church thing too, I have no problem with that. We didn't do that with our kids. They would rather they, they did trick-or-treating. And then when they got older, they did Halloween parties, you know. But if, like, my kid wanted to go to one of those instead, if, you know, or if I had a kid that was really sensitive to scary things, that would be where I would bring my kid. Why do you think it changed, though? Well, well first, why do you think it changed the first time? Uh-huh. Well, the moral majority, obviously. But why do you think it became such a big thing to shame our parents into <laughs> not letting us letting the older children do it uh-huh. and then they shut it off for the older kids but uh-huh. they also shut it down for uh-huh. because you had it was you and your brother were the younger version uh-huh. and then I was just by myself right but there was about seven years between me and oh, my closest yeah. sister uh-huh. and seven years between you and your sister uh-huh. so in that seven years they shut down the older kids and they shut down the little kids for pretty much their childhood uh-huh. So why did that happen? And then why has it changed now? Well, there was also the satanic panic going on at the same time, which is fun stuff. Fun stuff. If you ever want to research that, that was a thing that was based off of nothing. Um, A lot of people were satanic, Jessica. (laughs) And we needed to be educated about it. Mm -hmm. And so I think that was going on at the same time. And so people were worried that their kids would you know, trick-or-treat and then become Satanist, which I think is a really large leap. (laughs) And I think that, you know, there was a lot of things right around that time that were becoming really legalistic. You know, Halloween, then the purity culture was starting to creep in. The homeschool culture was starting to be a thing that you couldn't, you know, have your kid in public school. You know, there was a lot of things that were starting to really change and there's a lot of legalism at the same time and a pushback against regular American culture. I think in the, you know, 1950s, Christian culture was American culture. It was all the same. And starting in the, you know, seventies and eighties, there was a pushback against mainstream culture. And so you couldn't do that. And sometimes it went way, way too far. And so that you couldn't participate in regular, you know, American traditions. Just sad. (laughs) It's sad. So why do you think it changed? Why do you think evangelicals are now dressing their kids up? I mean, some aren't. There are still some that still aren't. Right, yeah. Because I think it's fun. And because I think that humans are made to be creative and be in traditions. And we like to dress up in costumes and have fun and dream. And so just like there's a lot of people like me who are like, I want to be the drama kid and dress up in costume and go crazy, but I have no opportunity to with, you know, my Christian faith. So I'm going to just create something completely new. (laughs) So I think that's probably why that happened. Jessica, (laughs) I'm sorry, but I really feel like you're missing your calling as a professional skit church skit (laughs) actress. Oh, do you remember the church skit? Yes, I was in them. (laughs) That was the drama outlet was the church skit. So if you're not Uh. getting your drama bill with the church skit, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. You're just not. 
figuring it out. I those, know. Let me go back great, to church and do skits. <laughs> that's some great writing, too. You could write some church skits. You could produce them. Write them. Write, direct. Produce them. Mm-hmm. Direct them. Make costumes. Make up. All of it. All yes. of it. And, and, and I probably would have to do all of it. You missed your calling. Mm-hmm. So there's the, you know, there's the harvest parties. There's a regular traditional celebration of Halloween. And then there's the Hell House. Oh. You know what that is. Isn't that that place in, like, middle America somewhere? Lots of places. They do it all over the country. Oh, I'm thinking of something else then. (laughs) I'm thinking of this one guy who brings people in and tortures them. Like, they pay him to torture them. Oh. That's what I was thinking. Actually torture? It's pretty close to it. No, I don't think that that's what I was talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, uh, hell houses are... Where you go through, it's like a haunted house. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, yeah, yeah. I gathered, <laughs> but instead of like you know scary ghosts, you see people committing sins and then going to hell. <gasps> oh yes, I know about these. <laughs> and oh. then at the end, your high pressure sails into committing your life to Christ. Oh, I forgot <laughs> about these things. Um, yeah. So what do you think about those? My first response would be that I think they're awful Mm. (laughs) and absolutely horrible. And yet I know people who have oddly come to a relationship Mm -hmm. with God because of things like that. Mm -hmm. Not maybe that specific thing, but things like that. Things very similar Mm -hmm. to that, which I always feel like you're starting off a relationship with really a lot of dysfunction. A lot of fear. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but even, even, I'm sorry. <laughs> I totally forgot about you. I thought you were going in a different direction. Oh, I'm no. confused about what direction. <laughs> I was thinking you were going into, like, a legitimate, like, worrisome aspect of Halloween. <laughs> like, this guy who, like, charges people to legitimately torture them. I didn't them. hear about that. <laughs> it's a show on it. I'll link it. Okay. <laughs> it's like a show on this. On Yeah. Anyways, it, oh, that's where I thought you were going. Like somewhere like, oh, they brought Halloween. Like a little, like a little too, too far. far. Um, oh, definitely have. But you, you are going there, but in a different way. Different uh, path. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I feel as if those things are like some of the worst. Mm-hmm. That's like handing someone a really bad tract times a million a million (laughs) and if people don't know what tracks are they are the little pamphlets the little comic books the little things that christians like to hand out and some of them are perfectly okay but a lot of them that's why i said a really bad the chick tracks some of them are a lot of you're going to hell here's this guy that's going to hell the devil's going to get you you're going to hell you better change your life just a lot of fear a lot of fear I don't feel like you can have a healthy relationship with anything based on fear. Yeah. Yeah. And if, Although you can have a healthy relationship with a bear based on fear. Yeah. I mean, like if something's super dangerous, <laughs> that should be, you know, your feeling toward that thing, but you shouldn't have a relationship with that thing like a bear. Don't have a relationship with a polar bear. We've already discussed this. Well, and if you ever, or even a brown bear, if you ever watch that grizzly man documentary, if you want to know about idea. the relationships with bears. <laughs> 
bad poor idea. Guy. Poor guy. Yeah, fear-based religion, really bad idea. And yeah, the, the high-pressure emotional you... hard sell is just, it's just a terrible tactic. Have you ever gone to one of those? No. No. I haven't either, thank goodness. But I knew I I have seen Heaven's Gates and Hell's Fury. The play? Oh, I saw that play too. Yeah. uh, I was really young and it freaked me out. I was 15 and I went with my boyfriend at the time and his parents got us tickets, which that right there has some ethical issues with me (laughs) because... We had to pay to get in. Like, I didn't yeah. pay for it, but someone else Somebody paid for paid my tickets. For pay for you to, yeah, to watch this play. And I remember sitting there and thinking, this is ridiculous. Mm. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And my boyfriend at the time's father was there and turned around in his chair and was very upset that we didn't go up Oh, to the front to confess our sins and... Mm-mm. And but you were already Christian at that time? I was, but my boyfriend was, in his own way, rebelling. Mm-hmm. And I refer to him as my boyfriend, but he was my boyfriend that I was hanging out with, and we went on a few dates. <laughs> we were friends from childhood on and still are. But it was intense, and I thought it was ridiculous at the time. At 16, I thought it was ridiculous. And there was a lot of things about religion that I am still figuring out, mm-hmm. and at 16 I knew that that was stupid and horrible Mm -hmm. and I'm gonna probably offend someone who loves the play Mm -hmm. but I'm sorry it's the worst yeah I'm judging that not the way to start a relationship based on your fear of hell you shouldn't have a relationship based you know with a significant other based on fear you should definitely not have a relationship you know with your family based on fear and you shouldn't have a relationship with God based on fear What's funny is that my parents found out that that's where we went that night on our date, <laughs> uh, and my parents were horrified. Oh, no. Wow. So even so, they, they were like, nope. Yeah. Yeah. Thank goodness. <laughs> so, what do you think about the current practice of Halloween? It's like normal I Halloween. really like it. <laughs> I'm a sucker. I love Halloween. I like a lot about it. Sometimes this time of year, I'm really tired. Mm-hmm. And I'm exhausted and I don't want to have a party, but I feel like Halloween always is like the party that kicks off our winter Mm -hmm. season to have parties with our friends. And we try to get together. And I love dressing up. Mm -hmm. You do a really good job of it. I especially like your Mary Poppins. (laughs) It was very last minute. (laughs) Very last minute. But yeah, we're going to have to start digging in our boxes and pulling out costumes for the year. I think my favorite was my prom queen. Oh, prom that was queen, awesome. 1989. Mm-hmm. 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 That's a good one. And we're also going to link to Matthew Pierce, who has an excellent blog on Harvest Party costumes. In case anybody is searching for Harvest Party costumes, his is always a classic. And um, if you don't read Matthew Pierce's <laughs> blog, please do. He's quite entertaining, but I will I will put a caveat on that. You might not understand it if you didn't grow up in the evangelical culture in the 1990s in yeah. high school. He's very, very specific. Yeah, very specific, especially if, if you are homeschooled in the 90s in an evangelical culture, he is your guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, his humor is very specific, but very funny. And don't take anything he says seriously because he's always joking. So have we judged the heck out of that? 
I think we have judged the heck out of that. We've judged it to be good. Yeah, go go trick or treat. Go have fun. Be safe. I think it comes right back to what we always talk about with mm-hmm. intent. Mm-hmm. Give children lots of candy. Make sure it's safe candy. Do you have intent to build relationships with your neighbors? Give yeah. them lots of candy. Do you have the intent to be creative and dream big? Make a cool costume. <laughs> That's probably 86. <laughs> This Halloween, when you're handing out chocolate, remember kids in other countries who may be picking the chocolate because there's a lot of child labor that goes into chocolate production. So here is a company that is fair trade and there's a lot of other great things with them, but it is called Unreal, U-N-R-E-A-L, and it's a chocolate company. They are fair trade, but made with sustainable ingredients, organic, a non-GMO, gluten-free, nothing artificial, and their dark chocolate items are vegan. So they have like so many chocolates. Yes, and they look amazing. Just yeah, a huge variety. A lot of like peanut butter cups, cashew cups, and almond they're gluten-free, butter, mm-hmm. certified gluten-free. Mm-hmm. Did you and, mention that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but that's important because my husband's gluten-free. And dark chocolate peanut butter cups, which are my favorite. I love dark chocolates and I love peanut butter cups, but you can't usually find them. So dark chocolate. Mm. So you guys can find Unreal Chocolate at getunreal.com or you can find them at Whole Foods, Big Y, Market Basket, Natural Grocers, Wegmans, which I've never been to one of those. <laughs> Sean Star, which I've never been to one of those either, Kings, Kroger, Sprouts, Fairway, Earth Fair, Central Market, Thrive Market, and Fresh Time. Wow. And Hiss, don't get them on Amazon. Nope, don't do it. But you can. But don't. If you want to be that person. But don't. Get them anywhere else but Amazon and hand them out to kids this year. And you'll be doing good and building community and... Sharing some smiles. And not poisoning the neighbor children. (laughs) So thank you for joining us here at Ethical Quandaries, a podcast where we have a lot of questions. But no answers. And we're judging you anyway. Technical support and photography by Tip Kingsley. Consultation by Mid Toker. Production music by EpidemicSound.com. Editing by me, Jessica Veldstrom. If you have an ethical quandary or a comment, you can email us at ethicalquandaries at outlook.com. And check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Remember, if you enjoy the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. And support our work at patreon.com.